Alright everybody, welcome back to another episode of Mostly Nerdy Nonsense with Jim and Zane, where what we talk about is in our name, and I'm your host, Zane. And I'm Jim. And this week we're going to start out just like we did last time with our weekly nonsense, so kind of our news update for the week, and then we're going to dive into Young Justice Phantoms, is that the name of this season? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Young Justice Phantoms, which all right, cool. Will be will be a talking point when we're talking about it, I guess. <laughs> it really will be. It's definitely starting to come around. Um, yeah, and then at the end, I think we're gonna spend a little bit of time and do our first version of Zane's Comic Corner, where he just kind of talks about <laughs> what he's picked up this week and what he's into. Yeah. Uh, so some most of the books in the pile I have read. There's like a couple that I haven't yet, but I'm going to. Yeah, it's just stuff that you picked out recently, right? Like This would be news. not even, just just over a week from when this was posted, but not quite a week from when we're recording. And then are those all picks that are like new off the shelf, or is it some stuff that's backdated as well? Um, so two of them are backdated, and then one of them is a reprint of an old book, and then all the rest of the stuff's brand new. Okay, cool. And then I have, like, previews and stuff that we can talk about if we have time, but I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on them because it's shit that hasn't come out yet and won't come out for a few months. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so yeah, let's uh, dive into news. Get... Yeah, into the news, right? Uh, the first thing we're going to do off the bat is uh, say rest in peace to Gilbert Gottfried. Uh, he passed away earlier this week, and that dude is a legend in both comedy, voice acting, regular acting, anything you can think of, that dude has done it. Yeah, it's definitely unfortunate to see him go. Um, I didn't realize that he was as old as he was, I guess. Yeah. He was, he was like 70-something? I think he was 67, but I think they said he had some kind of like illness that they had kept from the media. Uh, okay, for some reason I thought they said he was 77. I don't think so, but I guess I didn't really check. I just saw that he passed away earlier this week. Double-checking on that real quick. <laughs> But he's done a lot of, like, character acting for, like, comic book animated stuff and video games as well. Like, isn't he... He's Mr. Mixelplix in LEGO DC Villains, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. He was born in 1955, so... Yeah, 77. Yeah, I guess so. Hmm. Yeah. But either way, still. Yeah. Sucks to see him go, because, yeah, like you said, he's he's been in so much stuff. I remember... I think the first time I ever heard him was probably on, like, Fairly Odd Parents or something. Yeah, when he I was, was a kid. The, he was the dentist in Fairly Odd Parents, and then he. Did you ever watch the show Cyber Chase? It sounds familiar, yeah. Um, he was a parrot in that show, and he was, like, one of the main characters. Like, it was two kids and this parrot that, like, ran around, like, this cyber dimension. He was a red parrot, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff, and it's. Sucks to see him go, for sure. But that's kind of the low note on our news. Everything else is, I, I would call it upbeat, you know? It's all pretty cool stuff that's coming out that we're going to be excited to watch and uh, consume as it comes out. So did okay. you ever read the Percy Jackson books based on, like, the Greek gods? I never read them, but I remember seeing at least the first movie, I think. Well, those books, couple. along with Harry Potter, were some of my favorites as a kid, and... The movies were good. I liked the movies just fine for what they were, but they weren't perfect by any means. But Disney has since bought the rights to them and is working with the writer of the books to make a series. And they casted their lead this week. Uh, they casted Percy, I'm assuming? 
Yep. Who is he going to be? The kid from the Atom Project. Uh, Walker something. Oh, so they went they went younger then, huh? Well, in the books, Percy's like 13. Oh, okay. So, for the, the movies, they casted him older than he really is? Yeah. Okay. Um, but that kid, he's like real new to the scene. Like, the only thing he's been in is the Adam Project, where he was a younger version of Ryan Reynolds' character. That's kind of crazy. Um, I don't know if you knew this or not, but, I mean, we're from, we're, we hail from the Erie, Pennsylvania area. Um, <laughs> that, that kid's from Fairview, did you know that? I had heard that, but I wasn't sure if it was true, so I didn't want to, like, lead with that. Yeah, yeah, he is. That's, That's so wild. That's cool. Good for him, I guess. Yeah, no, I'm super excited for Percy Jackson, especially since the writer uh, Rick Rorden, I believe is how you say his name, is working with them to write this series. I really think it's going to be something special when they get it going. Yeah, I guess that's something that, like, I'm not sure if he wrote with them for the movies or not. That's not some, that's not knowledge I have off the top of my head. But I'm not sure. I think he was there as a producer, but, like, I don't think he had a whole lot of say in anything from the way the movies came out. Gotcha. Well, I mean, I... It'd be curious to see the writer's vision of that come to cinematic, um, you know, the yeah, cinematic come to fruition the way that he yeah, wanted to. Um, hopefully it doesn't go the way of, like, the Avatar Netflix show, where oh. for, like, the first three months or four months, the creators were involved, and then they're like, no, nah, we can't do this anymore. This isn't what we wanted. Yeah, that that was a mess. It's That show's still moving forward, too, though. It is, yeah. Like, I'm still going to watch it. I just, I'm going into it very weary. Yeah, since, me too. Uh, since Mike and Brian left. Yep. Um, but yeah, not a whole lot to say on Percy Jackson other than that. I'm sure they'll announce the other main castings here in the next, I would guess, few months. Because I would assume they'll want to start shooting as uh, fast as possible. Yeah, I would think so as well. Um, I mean, looking at the kid now, I guess he doesn't look as young as I was thinking he did compared to how that actually looked in the Adam Project. Percy Jackson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, no, yeah, I mean, especially by the time that actually hits production, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I have high hopes for it, at least. Yeah, I like the too. idea of, like, what what that first movie laid down. And, like I said, I haven't read the books that you have. Um, but I think it has potential, for sure. Absolutely. Um, but other did than you ever, that... Did you ever see... This is off-topic, but... <laughs> just a kind of an, in a similar like depiction of of gods like that. Have you, did you ever see the movie Gods of Egypt? No, but I've heard very mixed things about it. That's a movie that I think you would like a lot. I mean, I love anything to do with like ancient mythologies, so I'm sure it would at least pique my interest. It's it's like the story of ancient Egyptian gods, but they're literally just superheroes. But oh, it takes okay, place yeah. in ancient Egypt. Like, that, that's Christian the way Bale I would describe it. Like, what's that? Isn't Christian Bale in that movie? I don't remember, but I think the main character is Ra. Mm, I, okay. Or at least one one of the main characters. I can't remember if he's the main character or if he gets, like... Or no, maybe it's <laughs> Osiris. I don't remember. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I want to watch it again soon. It, it was... I, at the time, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. I feel like right now, with the popularity of Moon Knight, that that studio would be cashing in on that, like, Egyptology thing. Like, just try to promote that movie just a little bit, like, wherever it's streaming. 
Oh yeah, for sure. I'm not. I don't. I want to say it's like an HBO Max movie. It might be. I mean, the two are not connected in any way, shape, or form, but they could at no. least try. Like. <laughs> no. And I guess speaking of things that were nerdy about this week or whatever, I literally just watched the third episode of Moon Knight before we recorded, and goddamn, they're doing what an something. Episode. I just can't figure out what yet. <laughs> Whatever it is, I like it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, they do some pretty wild stuff in that in that third episode. And I, I, forgive me if I'm wrong, but it seems like Jake is in the mix at this point. It definitely feels like that. Either that, or like they're throwing some kind of curveball at us. Yeah, I would have to think so because there's stuff going on that neither of the two of the mains that we've seen so far remember. Yeah. Um, I'm I mean, excited we'll to see where the where the series goes and they like, come back and talk about it as like a whole piece. Yeah, for sure. I was about to say we're, we'll definitely talk about that more when the show ends, but that is uh, definitely something I'm interested in this week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of the MCU, Blade is going to start shooting this summer in both Atlanta and um, I don't remember where, but somewhere in Louisiana as well. Okay, I mean that makes sense. I'm pretty sure Atlanta is a big film industry town yeah everybody shoots in atlanta i mean marvel and disney have like exclusive contracts to shoot like the majority of their stuff in georgia yeah that's what i thought and for dc it's vancouver yep (laughs) (laughs) yeah not a whole lot to say about blade i think um herschel ali will be a fantastic lead for that movie but there's nothing that anybody knows about it at this point i would not be shocked to see him in some sort of cameo role towards the end of the show of moon knight i should say i agree I agree with you. I think it would fit pretty well. Because the only even thing we've gotten close to that is his little cameo at the end of the Eternals where he just talked to Dane Whitman, but you wouldn't know that until somebody said it. Yeah, exactly. Or unless you're really good at picking up on voices. Yeah, and having seen only one movie that he's been in, I would not have known. Right. Um, I don't know if this is on your list or not, but... I know neither of us have seen it, but should we talk about Morbius at all? <laughs> it got beat by Sonic this week. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that. I haven't seen I haven't seen Sonic either. It made no money its first week and still took a 65% dive this week. Oof. It's tough. I, it's not that I, like... It's not that if I had the free time, I wouldn't go see it, because I, I, I would. I would I expect the worst. Would. Yeah. But I, I just haven't had the time to. And, yeah, man, it's it's kind of getting torn to shreds. Yeah. I'm still curious. Like, I feel like it's... it. I don't want to say anything that, like, oh, it can't be that bad. Because it really seems like it might be that bad. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, have you heard anything about, like, the post credit scenes at all? It sounds like they really butchered Vulture. Yeah. Do you know the specifics at all? Yeah, I, I've read quite a bit about him, because that was all I really was, like, super curious about. Do we want to talk about it? I really feel like we should wait till after we see it. Do a review a couple months from now? <laughs> <laughs> or we could I go mean, I can't see imagine that. they're going to wait long to hold that, to just yeah. send it to streaming. We could wait and see that the week before Doctor Strange, so that way Doctor Strange seems even better. True. I mean, that's... <laughs> Three weeks uh, away? Three weeks, yeah. Tickets went on yeah. sale last week. Last time we recorded, they were on sale. Still hype for that. Me too. 
Um, what else we got in the news? Um, Star Wars Visions is rumored to have a second season coming out uh, late summer, early fall of this year. But that's not confirmed. Okay. It's just a rumor that started popping up this week. Interesting. Uh, what did you think of the first season? I enjoyed the first season quite a bit, actually. Um, Me too. I wouldn't say it's my like favorite thing, but there are definitely quite a few episodes that I enjoyed a lot. Oh, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I think each episode was pretty neat, but I think that, like, um, the duel, which is the first one in, like, that black and white, like, charcoal style mm-hmm. is fantastic. I thought the Ninth Jedi could be a whole series that I would watch endlessly. Which one was that one? That's the one about the lightsaber architect who's, like, sending his daughter to go deliver these lightsabers to, like, the new Jedi Order. Okay, okay, yeah, I remember that. I, I, I kind of liked the twins one a little bit. That one was you, good, dude. It was a little too anime-y <laughs> for me, um, but I, I like that one. Yeah, they really, like, put themselves in a bit of a hole, starting with the uh, the, duel. the black and white one. Yeah, because that, that was one was fantastic. literally the best episode. Yeah. The only one that could rival it is either that Ninth Jedi episode or The Elder, which was the one about the super, super old Sith Lord that they run into on that mountain. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while since I've watched that show. I, like literally since it came out, it might be worth a rewatch. I only, I've only seen it all once. I I rewatch the ones that I really <laughs> liked every once in a while. It just depends. Yeah. But I'm wondering if we'll get any continuations or if we're gonna get like all brand new stuff. Yeah, I don't know because it's a little different than like What If or Diabolical because yeah because it's, those... it's not even really like anthology it's just kind of like exists in star wars but doesn't affect anything if they're even canon i don't think they are yeah no, i think that's the big difference is like with what if and diabolical those are considered to be canon i'm pretty sure i think so the only one that i hope isn't is that aquafina episode <laughs> Cause I, swear, I swear to god if they run into her in live action and she's controlling shit i'm gonna lose it yeah, that would... I can deal with a lot for that show, but I don't think I could deal with that. Yeah, same. Did you did you hear that the dude who plays... Um, uh, the Deep? The Deep, yes. Was I did like, hear about he, this. He was concerned that season three was so off the wall and, like, raunchy, I guess, that he might not be able to find work once it airs. And that has me so excited for the season. Oh, same, dude. If the giant... <laughs> If the giant uh, Mr. Fantastic dick wasn't enough. Yeah, for real. (laughs) Man, I don't know. That show is something different. It's really hard to say what they could do. I guess we'll just have to wait and find out. So, uh, the last two things... That comes out in a month or so? June. Middle of June, June, I think? Yeah, like a month and a half from now. Okay. Yeah. Um, one thing we can mention just real quick is that Stranger Things Season 4 got a trailer, and it was super, super dope, um, but I don't know what is going on. I'm very excited to see what they do with it. I uh, didn't see the trailer. I saw that one image that you shared with me of the v- villain, I guess. Yeah, I think he's the main villain for the season. Apparently, he's like um, a reference to some classic D&D campaign, but I don't know enough about Dungeons & Dragons to really say like the Demogorgon or whatever. Yeah, I mean the whole show is kind of based around D and D, so I'm sure it's something in there. I just don't know the lore at all. I know we discussed it 
personally, but like I, I can't remember what you said or how much of it you said that you've seen. I I've only I saw the first season, loved it. Watched like the first two episodes of season two, I think, and then for some reason just stopped watching it after that. I have never gone back to it. I think it sounds interesting. I love the show. The acting's fantastic. I just yeah haven't gone I've back to it since. I've seen all of it, but it's been a while, so I'm probably gonna try and rewatch it before it starts. And this new season will be five. Four. And then Four. five, theoretically, would be their last season, according to some stuff I read about it, but who knows. Okay. Uh, the yeah, last I mean, that, two things It's definitely on, on my news. board, um, it, just to stay on the Stranger Things of it all. I don't know. <laughs> how, how, how much of Far Cry 6 have you played? Not very much. Have you played it at all? I So I played, like, the intro island, but me and... Uh, one of our other buddies bought it on the same night, and we were all drinking on Discord, and the game was very, very, very hard to play when I was uh, drinking. Um, huh. Well, that's a game that <laughs> I'm pretty sure I could hop in co-op with you for, potentially, okay. um, and play with you, and I would definitely do that because I love that game. Sweet. I love all the Far Cry games. Um, yeah. If you, if you played the other ones? I played three, four, five... New Dawn, and then okay, I. Okay, well, that, that, not that's all I need to know. To. So the DLCs for six, the first three, are oh all yeah, all the DLCs villains show up, right? Where you play as the villains, yes, and that's those have sweet. all come out so far. The next DLC that they've announced for it is a Stranger Things crossover. Really? Where basically, at, I don't know how they're gonna do it. I saw, I saw like a couple. I don't know if there's a trailer, but I've seen some images where basically at certain points you get sucked into the upside down version of that island and that have to like cool. fight through the upside down and fight demogorgons and shit <laughs> which yeah like you said i think that sounds pretty sick especially yeah. with far cry style combat yeah um but the last two things i've got are both dc related so it'll lead us right into our big conversation for the night so the first one is that after their meeting about ezra miller the Warner Brothers Media and DC Entertainment people sat down and decided that they are looking to restructure how they do their movies. And that they yeah. want a much bigger overarching story similar to Marvel, and they want to hire somebody to take on a Kevin Feige-style role for them. Huh. I, I hadn't heard that part. That's all, like, announced for sure. Yeah, this is, like, straight out of boardrooms, I guess. That's on the record, huh? Or is yep. that all rumor? Uh, as far as I know, it's all true, and they said that they are looking to bring back some of the characters that they have kind of, like, left out and left behind, so, like, they want to do more Superman, is the one they mentioned, like, by name, but I think Green Lantern is a no-brainer. They haven't touched Green Lantern since Ryan Reynolds, and that's a shame. Yeah, I mean, you say that, um, but something that we've talked about is how, I think we, I, I can't remember if we mentioned it on air, I think we have, about how... Ezra Miller could definitely just run through a portal and have Grant Gustin come out the other side. Well, that's another thing I heard today, is that the Flash TV series might come to a premature end with an, uh, like a like a season finale that's moved up rather than the ninth season being their last. Well, I thought that it was that they would get a ninth season, but it was just going to be shorter. This is just is stuff it? I read today that's all... It's more of a rumor about the Flash TV show getting canceled... Not canceled, but finished after 8. Oh, okay. What I'd heard before that was that originally 
it had been renewed for a full season nine, but at this point it was only going to get like a half season. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. Um, but I was going to say that like if, if that's on the table and we're looking for Justice League members, I'm pretty sure that if you offered uh, Stephen Amell a movie deal, he would definitely step back into the role as Green Arrow without any I think, questions. I think they should definitely go the multiversal route for their Justice League, like have some kind of crisis and then everybody just gets back into like one Earth. So you have like Stephen Amell and Grant Gust, but then you can also get uh, Tyler Hoechlin. Is that how you say his name that plays Superman and Superman he- and Lois? Hecklin. As far as I know. Okay. Tyler Hecklin, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how to say it. <laughs> um, but so, you know, you know, they already did Crisis on Infinite Earths um, on the CW, but if you remember, like, uh, I think it was, was it Thanksgiving? Was it that long ago? It might have been um, when Zack Snyder posted a picture of himself at home and there was a copy of Final Crisis sitting on a table in the background. Yeah, I do remember that. So, I mean, like, that's something that they could do. Yeah. I wouldn't be upset with that at all. No, as much as I want Cavill back to play Superman, I would be fine if the dude from Superman and Lois stepped in, because he's phenomenal. Yeah, that's, I guess that's something else that we can talk about briefly, is that we just finished watching, or I've already seen it, but we just watched together uh, the first season of Superman and Lois. Oh, man, it's so good. (laughs) (laughs) I told you, bro. I went in with such low expectations, but I really did enjoy it. Yeah, and, like, that's what we talked about. Like, the more we watched it, the more we thought, like, yeah, this version of Batman being um, Robert Pattinson and this version of Superman would initially not get along at all. Not at all, but they would be fantastic (laughs) together eventually. I mean, I guess that's kind of where things get weird, especially after Diggle shows up, is, like, technically, I guess this is still in the Arrowverse. Like, Batwoman's going on in Uh. Gotham right now, but... We don't need to worry about that. <laughs> yeah, just just sweep all that shit under the rug. <laughs> um, but no, I think DC would benefit from some from restructuring, but I don't want them to abandon things that they've already started. Yeah, for sure, I agree. Because like, I would much rather see Reeves carry his Batman through, and like see Black Adam and stuff, than having everything scrapped to start over. I don't want that. I wonder if maybe they'll, because they pushed Flashpoint back so much and, like, the issues they're having with Ezra, I wonder if they'll end up making his Flashpoint, quote-unquote, a bigger deal than they originally were intending to. I think they might. I think I could definitely see that. Like, originally they're like, oh, we want to do Flashpoint way back in, you know, 2014 or whatever. <laughs> and, and then they're like, no, nah, we don't need to do that. It's too early in his career. And they're like, oh, no, yeah, we'll, we'll do that again. Yeah. Well, we'll do it this time, but it just won't be as big of a deal. It'll just be a, you know, it'll go back in time, it won't affect that much. And now, yeah. the way things are getting now, they're like, eh, no, maybe it will affect things quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they quite know what's going on over there. No, I don't, I don't know. But, um, in the midst of all that, there was an Aqualad series that is going into production at HBO Max that was announced this week. Yeah, I'm very excited for that show. It is based or is it a show the- or a movie? I believe it's a series, and it's based on the graphic novel You Brought Me the Ocean, which I know nothing about, but I love Calderon in Young Justice, so anything that they want to do with him I think would be very, very cool. Yeah, I agree. I He's honestly probably one of my favorite characters in Young Justice. 100%. Um, and he is played by a man named Vincent Hensel. 
who unfortunately is a little too old, it looks like, to play him on the show in real life. I gotcha. Because I've been trying to think about, like, who I'd be interested in playing him, but I really am not sure. Yeah, I honestly don't don't totally know. Um, hmm. Yeah, that's a tough one. Do you have any thoughts, like, off the top of your head? I, I honestly am not even sure. My my brain wants to say Jaden Smith, but I just don't know if he'd be that good at it. You know what? Um, give him a couple of years. I don't know how old he looks now. Here, hold on. Give me one second. Say, based on, like, the last few times I saw him, he has, like, I think he has, like, the look for it. I just don't know how... Because he's been Who, much more into music. Jaden Smith. He's been much more into music in the last five-ish years, maybe longer. Yeah, that's where my immediate uh, immediate thought went as well, but I really don't want him to be, <laughs> to be Aqualad, if I'm being honest. <laughs> um, Alright, hold on. I'm almost there. I'm sorry. This oh, is awful okay. for podcasting. <laughs> Um, okay, the actor's name is Dallas Dupree Young, and he plays Kenny Payne in season four of Cobra Kai. Oh, no shit, alright. Yeah, I could definitely see, oh, so apparently there's some fan casting, and he, apparently he wants to play Miles Morales. That'd be dope. Pretty he bad. He would be Which, perfect for Miles. Yeah, I could definitely see that <laughs> a lot more than Aqualad, but yeah. I think he'd do a pretty killer Aqualad, too. Yeah, I think either way, I think that kid has... I mean, he has a future in the superhero industry. I really think that that is genuinely why Cobra Kai exists, is to prep kids to play superheroes. <laughs> Honestly, though. <laughs> like, because every single one of those people has either already been in or is casted in some kind of superhero project. Literally. I, I saw a, um, a meme that was like, like, take a 90s kid... And are a 90s bully and pluck him out of time and place him in schools in 2022 and just let him wreak havoc. And I, I commented <laughs> on it and I was like, isn't that basically just the show Cobra Kai? <laughs> <laughs> basically. But yeah, yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. But I think an Aqualad series announcement was really out of left field. Like, I didn't expect that at all, especially considering everything that's weird right now at Warner Brothers and DC. Yeah, and I mean, I wonder if that's supposed to be, like, an Aqualad that's being mentored by Momoa, you know? I don't like I, know. I really don't know, yeah. I so. hope so, because I like, I mean, I would much rather have it be, well, I guess I don't know, because the Batman was not connected to anything, and that shit was dope. Uh, yeah, true. But that would also, I mean, spoiler alert for anyone who doesn't know Aqualad's backstory... But that would also make that version of Black Manta his father, you know? Yeah, and that so, would be sweet, too. That would be cool. I, th again, though, I just don't know if they're going to put him in that universe. It's hard to say. Yeah. But, no, that, I think that brings us right up to uh, what we want to talk about tonight, which is uh, Young Justice Phantoms. And yes, the latest uh, arc was all based around Calderon and the Yes, Indians. it was. I, uh... It's been a while since we've seen Aqualad. I don't know if we've seen him much since the beginning of the season, but 
if I remember, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that that first episode pretty much spends a good 10 to 15 minutes catching us up on his timeline between what's happened since the beginning of the season and where he is now. I believe so, yeah, because the last time we saw him, I believe, was when Connor died. Yeah. Well, I think we even get quite a bit before that, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I need to rewatch the first half of the season, because like, I watched it all really quickly, and I need to go back and see more of it. Yeah, I watched, well, because they released the first three episodes all at once, so I watched those all in one night, and they're kind of a blur. Yeah. As far as what happens in those first three. I remember the fourth one pretty well. Well, I remember all the big events and stuff like that. I just don't, like, remember what happened in what The chronology of it all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I'm pretty sure we get, like, quite a bit before, like, at some point he gets a call or something, and he's like, oh, God. And then that's when he finds out Connor dies. Yeah. Um, But either way, a big... Not, not to talk too much about the overarching stories of, of the arc, I guess, <laughs> yeah. um, before we just talk about the individual episodes, but I would say that, like, a big plot point for this season is how, or for, for this arc is how um, uh, Calderon, like, just doesn't take a break ever. He doesn't give himself yeah. time to grieve at all. No, he's just been carrying the weight of Connor's death, and many of his uh, fellow people, like his fellow members deaths on his shoulders while still just never taking time to like deal with it yeah i mean like you said not just connor but i think wally was the first one and then jason yeah and uh his old girlfriend tula yeah that's true and now connor yeah so i mean i mean because wally and connor and calderon were like three of the first people in the show so like they've known each other for a long time at that point Mm-hmm. And those other two are off-screen deaths. I don't know what his relationship would have been with Jason Todd at that point, but... Yeah, I'm not uh, sure. But Tula was a pretty big character in the first season, at the very yeah, least. Yeah, she was. He was the whole reason that... Or she was the whole reason that he came back to Atlantis in season one. Yeah. Um, but then, I've never been that interested in, like, underwater politics in my entire life. That episode <laughs> did really well of, like, fleshing out these giant, like, kingdoms and their domains and how they have different leaders and rules and, like, just different yeah. things that are going on in all their kingdoms. And I thought it was really cool that um, Nanawe was one of the, like, rulers that was in these meetings. That's what I was just about to say was we got, you know, a couple different, or, or, what was it, the Seven Kingdoms? I'm pretty I sure. believe so. I mean, seven seas, so that makes sense. Yeah, I, I think that makes sense. Um, I don't know if it was like it was in the Aquaman movie where there was only technically six because the one was fallen or whatever. And um, they were going to pick that up in the sequel. Yeah, exactly. Or in the canceled uh, Black Manta show, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but, um, but yeah... Uh, I thought it was very interesting. There was, like, the one girl whose name I can't remember, but she was, like, a literal mermaid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then, and then we also had Nanawe, who was basically just a... I mean, King ancient, Shark, you know, he's... Ancient Anglo-Saxon warlord, but a shark. Some kind of, some kind of demigod. <laughs> well, so he's like a Viking chieftain, but a shark. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. <laughs> Very different from... I feel like every time I see King Shark, he's so different. Literally, even live action and animation, because... Yeah. 
the version, the live action version we got in the Flash was so much different than what we got in Suicide Squad. But then, to my knowledge, I'm thinking of three different versions in animation. We have the Harley Quinn one, voiced by Ron Funches, who is just like <laughs> funny most of the time, but then will also just rip your head off if you piss him off. And yeah. then we had King Shark is a shark. Yeah. <laughs> in in the other uh, animated movie version, and now we have this like warlord underwater chieftain that I just love. Yeah, dude. Uh, I like all the depictions of him, but this one is this one might be my favorite so far. <laughs> I'm just thinking back to the ending of Apocalypse War when King Shark turns to Boomerang <laughs> and he's like. It was an honor to serve with you, my friend. And <laughs> like, you could talk this whole fucking time? <laughs> uh, I love that movie. <laughs> oh, that movie's fantastic. But, no, dude, like, and I really thought that, like, I wasn't sure what to expect from Call the Rom's arc, but it was much more about, like, um, you know, Arthur Curry and his current status in... Um, Atlantis and what's going on with them and then uh, like this mysterious person keeps showing up to help them fight who they believe is the Ocean Master who has been dead since you know he showed up again yeah I remember us being very confused when we saw him show up in the first place we were like we saw Lady Shiva decapitate this man yeah. when he was planning on blowing up a house full of super babies in season 3 so, like, what's going on here? Um, yeah, it was confusing at first, to say the least. Yeah, they, I mean, and they clarify things the way they do in every Young Justice arc, which is Vandal Savage. Right, and honestly, I was kind of upset at first, because I was like, are they really just going to go against their own canon? I've never known the show to do that. They all, Yeah, they, no, it seemed really Everything matters in this show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and something else that we were kind of confused on... That I don't think we'd ever heard him called this before now, but they kept referring to like Arthur Curry Aquaman as mm -hmm. Onyx Orin. Yeah, because I've never we, heard that before. Yeah, and we were like, "What the hell? Like, why do they keep calling him this?" But because I think Onyx Orin, is like their word for king, but then Orin would be like his Atlantean name. Yeah, Orin is the Atlantean uh, translation for Arthur, apparently, huh. and then and then Annex was like the, their word for high king, apparently. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, Orm and Orin, I mean, they're brothers, so I guess it's as close as you're gonna get. Yeah, honestly, at that point. Um, um, he shows up and is trying to, like, attack and take over what he believes to be his kingdom, and some guy shows up and uses lightning underwater, which confused me greatly. Um, yeah, you would think that would hurt more than just who <laughs> he was intending. Well, yeah. so, I, I guess it's, you know... It's up to the interpreter, based on the animation, if it was lightning. It just kind of looked like a more, like, chaotic Doctor Fate-type magic. Because they did, they did say later that it was magic. Yeah, they, it's definitely magic. But yeah, it definitely looks like lightning bolts, for sure. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so, at that point, they're worried about this Atlantean prophecy, where... Three people who at that point were Ocean Master Mira and Aqualad? Who was the third? I think, I mean, I thought the Mysterious Stranger was kind of like their third who could fit the bill. 
Was he the third? I thought it was that there was three of them, and then the mysterious stranger stepped in to help. But I, I don't maybe, remember. Yeah. No, maybe he was the third. I yeah, honestly, I don't remember. Like we said, it's it all blurs together at that point. But yeah. But okay, so so <laughs> talking about it blurring together, I mentioned I said that I was going to mention this when we were uh, talking about recording this episode. When I wanted to go back and I was like, you know, I'm going to read the episode titles just to get a better idea of what happened in each episode leading up to this. Um, here, give me one second. So, the first episode of this arc was called Nautical Twilight, and the episode description is, Calderon chews algae while Harbor Violet cuts some vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> the next episode was called Ebb Tide. While Clark Kent gets all the news that's fit to print, Calderon hears old family stories from his parents. Oh, dude, we should definitely talk about Clark Kent's weird little thing in this in this arc. Oh, we definitely will, for sure. Um, the next episode was called Emergency Dive. Calderon, Wind, and Lagan go for a swim. King Orin goes fishing. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last episode of the arc, Calderon searches Atlantis finds. Huh. So it's like, they really couldn't have been any more cryptic with the descriptions for, for real. these episodes. Um, before we move on to like like what you were talking about with Clark and stuff, I think uh, what was going on with Violet was is worth mentioning, I guess. She like went to go see her parents and figure out whether or not um, Islam held any meaning for her as what she is now. Yeah, dude, I thought that part was pretty cool. Like, I think the way that they write some of that is really, really well done. I think about 90% of it is really, really well done, and then the other 10% is shoehorned in pretty hard. Yep, I I, uh, I definitely agree, because there are parts of it where you're like, what is happening? This doesn't feel like this is something they would be talking about right now. We can mention that, the, the big one, I think, <laughs> when we get there. <laughs> but, um, no, for me, the one I was talking about specifically was... Like, I thought everything that she was talking about with her, like, quote-unquote mom, about whether yeah. or not Islam and, like, wearing a hijab or hijab or whatever held any meaning for her and all that, I thought that was very um, well done. For me, it was, like, at the very end of the episode during the post credit scene. Oh, Or, like, yeah. the mid credit scene when she was like, yeah, you know, religion, I've been wondering about that, but then, like, I also think I might be non-binary because I'm half machine, half woman. And I'm like, okay, like, yeah. That fits, sure. Yeah. But, like, does that not kind of also somewhat take away from, like, someone who act Like, a regular person who identifies as non-binary, who isn't literally half-machine? I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, don't I don't know. know. <laughs> clumsy. I don't, I don't know. I think that, like, just strictly from, like, a, like a, like a human being watching the show kind of standpoint, I am always interested in, like, when characters discover who they are. So, like, if that's the route they're going to travel with that character to find her... So- find themselves i would really enjoy it it just has to be like done well like if it is done weird and it's kind of like like you said like sometimes shoehorned in there it just doesn't work but i've so far i've enjoyed what they've done with uh them i think for the most part young justice does a good job of doing that organically where like i think that like a complaint that someone on the opposite side of that might have they, they would say that, like, uh, that character, it's, like, part of their identity and, like, who they are as a character, and it, like, 
detracts from them, but in Young mm-hmm. Justice, or it detracts from that character and their point of view, that's all I'm saying, yeah. but in Young Justice, they do a good job of making it be known without making it a point. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, they do do Where it's like, it's like that character is whatever they are, and that's just how it is, and it doesn't really matter to anything, if that makes sense. Yeah, it just, it just matters to that character and their, like, their loved ones, but other than that, it doesn't, like, affect the story. Like, it's just kind of yeah. a character point. Yeah, exactly. I, I think they do a really good job of that a lot of the time, for sure. And then there are other things they do that, like, they just mention it and, like, pepper it in so subtly that you're like, wait, what just happened? Do we want to talk about that? I mean, I feel like we can't not, dude. It caught me so off guard. <laughs> okay, so we we are reintroduced to Lagan uh, for the first time in a while. Lagoon boy. He's like the, the fish man, swamp creature sort of looking thing. He's like if Orm's uh, helmet was actually just how that guy looked. See, I... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Red eyes. It looks like a fish. Yeah. Um, I... Liked his character quite a bit during season two, I believe. Um, he was very standoffish with Connor, and he was dating mm-hmm. Lagan. Mark didn't even remember who this character was. <laughs> he didn't it was even one of those ones, like, the first, the first time he came back, I'm like, oh, wait, I feel like I know him. And then, like, after an episode, I'm like, oh, shit, okay, I remember Lagan. Like, See, for me, he's a pretty hard character to forget. He's <laughs> <based> on <laughs> looks alone. Um, but, yeah, so at one point, he's, like, training some new students or whatever. And one of the, it's it's one of the um, council members, right? Yeah. So she was pregnant and comes over and is like, "Oh, it's so great to see you training these kids." Blah blah blah. They make out. No, it was they very were. Loving. He was training um, Aquaman's son. Is what he was doing. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Not even training. He was just kind of like messing with him, like outside. Outside. Yeah. They so were, he's, I mean, he's like water. making out with this pregnant chick, and and <laughs> you know we're like, oh nice, he found someone after McGann. Yeah. And then, in the next scene, the council gets attacked or something, and she's like, I can't just stand by, I don't care if I'm pregnant, and, like, goes into battle, and then gets attacked, and this other guy is like, no, my wife! (laughs) And for, like, three seconds, you're like, hold on, like, is Lagan cucking this dude? Like, what is happening? Because that was my legitimate first thought there. Yeah, me too. And then the dude jumps into battle to help her, and then Lagan comes on screen and goes, no, that's my husband and my wife! (laughs) So they just have this casual, like, non-monogamous couple, thruple, in this show that's just, like, it's just so, it's not subtle, but it is, because it just happens with no, like, it's just, it's just happening. Like, uh, okay, it's cool that they want to, you know, promote um, non-traditional relationships or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like like polygamy isn't as high on the list as far as things that, like, (laughs) have, you know, I I don't know. But I think that's something that could have taken at least a couple more lines of dialogue before they just threw it in our face the way they did. Yeah. I I don't (laughs) disagree with you. Because, like, like, again, it... It's not an issue, like, it doesn't bother me at all. It just happens so quickly that you're like, wait a second, like, what's going on here? Yeah, like, exactly. Like like, like you said, it's not like I have a problem with him being in a polyamorous relationship, <laughs> but the way they did the dialogue, I was just like, wait, whoa, what the fuck's happening? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
Yeah, sometimes um, so, sometimes the way they do those things is great in the writing. Sometimes it catches you off guard a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, meanwhile, while all of this stuff is going on with Lagan and Aquaman and Aqualad, um, we get our first look at uh, Connor since he has passed. Or so we think he's done. Yeah, that storyline's very um, interspersed through the those four episodes, for sure. Yeah, um, and I'm hoping we get more of it because, like, they have a lot of questions to answer. Do you want to describe the basic arc, or do you want me to... Uh, I mean, for Connor, there's not really a whole lot to say other than that he is in some place that I believe is the Phantom Zone from, like, the Superman movies where they send Zod, but I really can't prove that. Well, so based on what we know so far, um, it seems like, um, I mean, we haven't talked about this at all, because have we done a season one retrospective of, like, what's happened so far? I don't think we have. Not really. So there's this group of characters who, at this point, I mean, I... I feel like I know it based on who the characters are. They haven't said it out loud. But it seems like a group of Legion characters. Like Legion of Superheroes from the future. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have Chameleon Boy, Saturn Girl, and Phantom Girl. Who The the only one of the three that I know anything about is Saturn Girl because she was in a season of Supergirl. Okay. Um, Because they they did uh, the Legion pretty hard on that show for, for a while. Um... <clears throat> but, yeah, so basically what we know so far is it seems like Phantom Girl went in to try to save Superboy right before he died and somehow sucked the two of them into the Phantom Zone together. That is um, definitely and, what it seems like. And she's been unconscious this whole time. It's never said explicitly that it's the Phantom Zone, but based on her name, I'm going to have yeah, to that's... assume that that's what's going on. Yeah. So Connor's been, like, trying to save her and hop around these, like... It's basically like this giant, like, space void type thing with these big white asteroid pieces yeah it's like an asteroid field around yeah and there's different like things he runs into along the way and he's hallucinating and he's he's really struggling to get through this whatever it is yeah there was a a solid section where he was hallucinating his past teammates um something that I found interesting while they were doing that was all of his team members who were currently alive appeared as normal-looking people, as he appears as, like, this weird purpley ghost sort of a thing. Yeah, he's almost like a negative version of himself, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Nega Connor, or whatever. <laughs> um, but uh, the one friend of his who appears to him, Wally West also appears oh, as, like, a phantom-style ghost. And that little dead. part with Wally made me, like, so sad. <laughs> yeah. Anytime Wally comes back, it's always super sad. He's yeah. He always is upbeat in everything that he says, but it always just makes me so sad. Yeah, dude. I mean, and his whole thing is that, like... So Connor is ready to give up, and Wally shows up here, and is like, no, Connor, like, you can do this. I know you can do this. And, like, is trying to get him to, like, take that next leap to this next piece of this asteroid field. And he's like, no, we'll do it together. And then, like, you know, when Connor leaps, he's gone. Yeah. And, I mean, Connor goes through... He, he goes through a lot. He also fought, like, that weird... It, it reminded me of... Um, did you watch Ben 10? Yeah. Do you remember um, the one monster that he could turn into that was, like, the orange dog thing with no eyes? Yeah, yeah, it did look like that. Okay, well, so do you remember... The one episode where he goes, he's in, like, the Negazone or whatever, 
and there's like the demon versions of that that were flying around with wings. Yes. It it was literally one of those, but white. Yeah. Um. No. So he fights one of those, and it like kind of kicks the shit out of him for a little bit. <laughs> oh, it kicks the hell out of him. Until he realizes that it was it was feeding on his rage. His fear. His fear or his rage? I thought it was his rage. It might have been his rage. I I don't remember. Either way, he's he's going through it where he's like, things are only real if I think they're real, and they're not real if I don't think they're real. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can touch he's things, really but only if it. I want to. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he, like, some of the stuff he hallucinates is, like, pretty, pretty messed up stuff. I mean, like, the one with, uh, Clark is very dark. Oh, yeah, and it, that, that's, I wonder what will happen there. All I can think about, so, we, we didn't really talk a whole lot about what happened with Clark. I think now would be a good time to mention that. Yeah. But, okay, I, I guess I'll just talk about it now, but the, the two remaining Legionnaires go to him and are like, yo, like, we messed up. Um, super, we came back to stop Superboy from dying, and we failed, because we need him alive at this specific point in time, and since we failed, we need you to take his place at this point in time. Yeah, so they want him to show up. I don't remember where, but it was like, we need you to go this place it, ten it years was, from today. It was at Happy Harbor, which is where the original Young Justice base was. Yep, that okay. Mountain. Um, <clears throat> and I want to say they said ten years in the future? I think ten, ten years, yeah. That sounds right. Um, my big question is if when Superboy sees the bizarro version of himself snapping Superman's neck, if that is what happens ten years in the future. Dude, that would be hard. <laughs> yeah, right? I, I, I hope that's not what happens, but oh, that's the only reason I can think that they would put that scene in there at this point. Yeah. Because well, that would be one of the things that, Clark, or that uh, Connor visualizes. That whole dialogue between those Legionnaires and Clark is really, really cool because, like, they finish that conversation, and they're both like, well, I guess it didn't work because we're still here. Yeah, after, after Clark leaves. Mm-hmm. So then they go and talk oh, to... Oh, man. So, is what happened ten years in the future what originally killed Connor? Did they say that? Um... No, 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 no. What they wanted was they wanted to prevent Superboy from dying so that he could be there. Oh, uh, because I was going to say if... So that Bizarro thing that you're on could be it. Well, I was going to say if if what happened in ten years was what originally killed Connor, then Superman taking his place and then being killed by Connor at that moment would make sense. Yeah. I but, wonder if we're going to get some big time know. jumps in these next couple seasons or if they're going to do anything like that. Yeah, dude, I honestly don't know. I, I, um, this is kind of getting towards the end as far as, like, predictions, but we talked about, like, the two main characters that they have left that they haven't done arcs for that are in the intro are Rocket and Nightwing. And a big thing about this arc is, like, characters who have died, and one of those main characters that have died is Jason Todd, who we yep. know is alive. So, I think that's going to be a big deal. We are fairly confident, the... because there's a character, when you're watching with subtitles, that is labeled as, what, the Red Hooded Ninja? Uh, yeah, but I, I'm pretty sure that someone, like, out loud says that he's Jason. Oh, okay. I mean, they might have, I... but I just don't remember that specifically. Because I remember seeing Talia, 
holding Damien. But yes, I, I could be wrong about that. That might have just been me interpreting too hardly. But, <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that that was said a lot. I, like I said, I could be wrong, but neither here nor there. It's obvious that that's yeah. who that is. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah. Do we want to hop back into? I mean, so one character we haven't mentioned at all yet that I loved in season three, as little as we saw of her, is um, Dolphin. Yeah, she's a big part of the Calderon arc. Yeah, I, I liked, like I said, I liked what little we saw of her when she showed up in season three, but I really liked her a lot in this arc. I thought she was a really interesting character. Yeah, I like her abilities a lot too. I think I think it's really cool. She has like the bioluminescence and and all that. Yeah. That was something I thought was kind of neat. Um, uh, to jump a little farther into that story, it's like when they were going deeper underwater. Is everyone else was illuminating their body using their magic, but she mm-hmm. was just literally using her like abilities. Yeah. yeah. Um, another big plot point we haven't talked about at all is the Lord Arian of all this. Yeah, so I was about to say that that's probably where we should go in. If you want to kind of describe his his um, arc and his appearance going into why they ended up going into the deep, I guess. So yeah, <laughs> uh, Lord Arian is what this mysterious stranger is, is who he reveals himself to be. And Arian was the ruler of Atlantis before it sank into the ocean. He was and a big character he... in um, an episode we got during the Zatanna arc before they went on break. Yes. Where it kind of described how Vandal's one of Vandal Savage's sons was Arian, who was essentially the founder of Atlantis. So yeah, Arian is a the direct descendant of Vandal Savage and is the rightful king to the like the Oceanic Kingdoms. So he is there, and he's like not like at first he comes off very like no I'm not interested, but like if I have to, I will take over. But I need my crown, and that's why they send that little squad to go find the crown. Right, and it, it was all, like, the, the crown was essentially, the only way that they could prove that Arian was who he said he was, was by getting a DNA sample from the crown to make sure yeah. that it was the original Arian, essentially. Mm-hmm. And the original crown was buried deep under the ruins of Zebel, or whatever. Yeah. Which was, like, the one nation that, it was uh, ruled by Mira's dad, who Mira's a Honestly, I, I loved her her character throughout the arc. Um, yeah, but he was like the one ruler who was not interested in joining the council or whatever, and does not yeah. like Arthur as the at guy all. at all. He hates him. What's that? Definitely one hundred percent showed up on my mic. I could see it all over the the board. <laughs> Some oh, guy okay. rode, I don't know if you could hear it, but some dude either rode by on like a dirt bike or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, um, but like while this whole uh, underwater look for the crown is going on, Arian is being like requested by the people. Like they want him to be in charge while Orm is in prison. And yeah, basically like a lot of the other kings of the other kingdoms are losing... Um, the will of the people, more or less, and 
with Arian's arrival and the prophecy or whatever, they want him to take over as High King to kind of yeah. unite the kingdoms. Um, but Orm also finds out that he is not the true Ocean Master. He is a clone of him who is being used by Vandal Savage and Arian to set this whole process up to get Arian back in his throne. Yeah, he was, I mean, he was imprisoned shortly after the, or at some point during the first episode of the arc. And then first they or bring second him in, one, I can't remember, because he fights Arian yeah. twice. Yeah, and then they bring him again to, she, and she doesn't, um, she doesn't forcibly do it. She was, literally, they, they were so sympathetic to him, they're like, we know that you're not Orm, we don't know how, but whenever you're ready, you know, we're here to help you. Yeah. And, uh, basically, Magan brain scans him to find out that he is a clone, and so is Arian. Yep. All done by, by Vandal Savage. And this is, like, all right as Calderam and Lagan and Dolphin and the other guy whose name I can't remember. Uh, Wind. Yeah, all get back with the crown for Arian. Well, so two things I want to mention, I guess, is, firstly... It's not just a clone of Arian. It is a clone of Arian with the original Orm's mind implanted into him. Which I thought was funny because they're basically like, this is your last chance. <laughs> you know, you've been reckless in the past, but but now we're just going to put you in this way more powerful body and hope that you don't f*** us over again. Yeah, for real. <laughs> um, which I thought was kind of funny. And he was just like, okay. Alright. <laughs> um, so, like, as soon as they get back with the crown and place it on his head, it really, it brutally Well, before you us. get there, before we get there, the other thing I wanted to mention was when they get to about the level of depth where the crown is at, <clears throat> they swim past the head of a fallen statue with a skeleton underneath it. And that skeleton is the original Aryan. Yeah, shit, you're right. <laughs> because if you, yeah, I was say if you remember from like the the episode where Savage killed him, he got sent to the depths by being crushed by a statue of a head. Yep. And yeah. That I, is that is where damn. we found his skeleton. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was a, kind of a neat little detail. That is, yeah, dude, I can't believe I didn't pick up on that. Um, but yeah, uh, once once. Orm slash Arian tries to put on the actual crown of Arian. Things do not go the way that he was expecting them to at all. No, dude, it, like vaporizes him. Essentially, very arc like arc of the covenant style. For real, dude, like his flesh and his bones melt away. Like, yeah, it was pretty, pretty intense. Pretty gross. Um, I I thought that it was kind of funny that after that the Lords of Order were just like, nope, we're taking back the power from this helmet. <laughs> So they did that, and then Mira is named the rightful queen of everything. Like, she's she's oh, in charge now. She was not named the queen. She was named High King. High King, my bad. Yeah, I, that's she something that I Onyx, like. That, Onyx Mira. That's something that I like that they do in this show, as well as uh, Clone Wars, is, like, they don't change the greeting or, like, the title just because of the gender. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you yeah. ever noticed that in Clone Wars, but they always address... Um, the female Jedi is Sir. That's true, yeah. I guess I, it's so... Yeah. Yeah, and in this, they didn't change it to High Queen. She's still just the High King. The High King, yeah. So she's the High King of all of the underwater kingdoms. And Aquaman... Well, 
Orin says that he's ready to go back to the Justice League, at which point Calderam says that he is ready to give him back the name Aquaman. And he's well, like, before oh, that, the, before well, that. Well, they, they, I think they were... Yeah, no, you're right. He, he was like, I'm ready to become Aquaman again. And before that, he was like, I'm also ready to appoint Lagan to the title of Aquaman as well. Dude, I thought that was super cool. He definitely deserved it. He had a big come around. I liked his redemption arc through this season where he was like, Oh, yeah, I was way too harsh on Connor this whole time. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he but gives yeah. uh, Lagan the title of Aquaman, so now we have Aquaman, Aquaman, and Aquaman that are all part of the Justice League. Which he has a good uh, good comeback for. He says, what, there's like five lanterns and... What was it, five lanterns? Uh, there was multiple something else, too. Yeah, what, I don't... Th- three flashes. Yeah, three flashes and... <laughs> Stuff like that. He's like, so they can deal with a couple Aquaman. He's like, we can do. He's like, they can deal with two or three, and then like brings Lagan in and says like, I'd like you to step up. Yeah, yeah. I like that quite a bit. Mm-hmm. He's the most. Uh, Lagan is the most true looking Aquaman. Where you're looking. At him, <laughs> oh no, yeah, that's an Aquaman. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> but yeah, at that point, Connor or uh, not Connor, um, Calderon finally is like. Yeah, I need to take a goddamn break. Yeah, he's like, this has been weighing on me a lot. I need to step down. So this is kind of a perfect time for you guys to go back to the league, and I'm going to take a break. Yep. And, then and I mean, see... we, 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 we see him in that post credit scene um, talking to somebody. I heard somebody else say that they thought that that was Dinah, like Black Canary. It might have been, but I just couldn't tell. Like, they don't really give you a good look. See, to me, the hair and... I thought that I saw the markings on the arm. I really thought that that was dolphin. I think that is more like act like more likely. Yeah, I think that makes a little more sense because I would have to assume that's her first. Well, now that I think about it, I don't think dolphin can stand on land. I don't remember. Because I remember that was like a big thing when she first turned, is they had to keep her in water during season yeah, three. Yeah, I think you you're right. And then that's why they ended up sending her to Atlantis. So, yeah, I, I originally I did think that was Dolphin, but now I guess it, if it was anybody else, it would probably be Dinah. Yeah. Um, but then the last thing we really see before, like, the credits anyway, is one more scene with Connor that I think leaves some of the biggest questions I have. That's yeah. That's Lex. Um, the old uh, Lex touch. Yeah, so, like, Connor is, this is, like, Connor's last straw. Like, he's broken down. He's really just not having it anymore. He's like, I give up. I can't do this. I'm done with this. He's like, you know, I've seen he's bas- so he's much shit in here. He's basically been jumping from asteroid to asteroid for an uh, indiscriminate days. amount of time. Because the arc that we watch takes a couple of weeks, like three weeks, something like you that. You know, it's funny you say that. I was just about to mention, because we did not earlier, is, like, when they were searching for the crown one thing that was, like, notable was, like, they come back from a previous scene and everyone's got, like, facial hair and they're, like, we've been down <laughs> here for weeks. Yeah. So Connor, theoretically, has been jumping asteroids that entire time. I mean, since episode four, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, at least a couple weeks, at if that not point. months. Yeah. So the last thing he does, he's, like, he's finally giving up and he's, like, shouting and he sees that school, blu- that school bus float through from season one. I'm- I love that. I also loved that. And then 
like he gives up and he's like just like head and hands on the ground and Lex Luthor is behind him and puts his hand on his shoulder and says red sun and then the episode cuts and that oh that was like gave me chills yeah I I definitely agree I heard <clears throat> one theory so um what I think a lot of these like these one theories that I've been talking about I listen to another <laughs> podcast that's part of the strain of panda network that's called um animation deliberation and yeah I think we talked about this yeah, I'm sure I have. Uh, Young Justice is, like, one of the big ones that they cover. Um, but someone had wrote into them and said that, like, their theory was that when Lex put his hand on Connor like that, it was because he was making a new clone of Connor and had said that to the new clone and, like, potentially Connor's soul might end up getting sucked into this new clone and that's what ends up becoming, like, the bizarro version of him that he was seeing flashes of. I'm wondering if we're going to get a Connor arc at the end of the season rather than Nightwing. Well, how many episodes do we have left? Well, they did four arcs at the beginning, and they've only done one, and they have two more, theoretically. Well, so every season so far has been 26 episodes, right? Yes. So, 18, 19, 20 could be one arc. 21, 22, 23... Could potentially be another arc and, and then, then 24 25 26 could yeah. potentially be a third arc if we're not going to do like one four episode and then one five episode arc or they could do like two four episodes and then like a two episode little thing at the end for everybody yeah or something like that yeah i really don't know what to expect but the next letter in our little sequence is a b i believe i was actually just about to mention that because i don't know that we've mentioned it on this show um every episode title is a version of code. So, for season three, every first letter of the episode spelled out, prepare the anti-life equation. Um, this season so far, we have... It's invitation to Neil. Yes. And invitation then to the Neil, next letter and is B. What's the next one? B, I think. So I believe it's probably going to go before. Um, before. I gotta do some math. I'm counting. Yeah, I guess I I don't know, but that like just from getting a singular letter, it's hard to say. But like when I saw B, I'm like, okay, invitation to kneel before, and then it's gonna be a name. So one of the theories that I heard was invitation to kneel before Zod. Oh, man, and, dude. And that's like a big Zod thing is like Neil before Zod. Like that's always one of his taglines. And so if if this next episode that we that we haven't watched yet, we're probably going to watch it as soon as we're done recording this, honestly. I really hope so. Um, yeah, so now that we have the B, I would have to imagine that the next word is going to be before. Yeah. Which leaves us with, if we're doing 26 episodes, that leaves us with three letters left. Zod, so, man. <laughs> if it's not God, it's Zod. Yeah. Damn. I don't quite know how that would fit into this, but if the, but Zod has not come back from the Phantom Zone yet, and that's where Connor is at... Yeah, dude. Ooh, I... ooh, <laughs> oh, my boy's boiling. Okay. <laughs> so let's say that Lex is making a new version of Connor... But instead of Connor's soul ending up back into it from the Phantom Zone, Zod's soul ends up in the new Connor clone, 
And that's the version of him that Connor saw break Superman's neck. Oh, dude. I think you did it. <laughs> I think I'm onto something here. I think you did it. <laughs> that's dope. I'm right, so well, excited I mean, for this So show. at that point, I was say, at that point, I think we've said about as much as we can say for Young Justice. So Absolutely. Do we, so, wanna, at that point, want to move into Zane's comic corner? I would love to do that. Hell yeah. So, last Saturday... Sorry, before you get too into it. So, I, I know that we use one of my band's old songs as, like, our intro and ex- exit music, but you've listened to Holy Batcast on my on my behest, I think, at yeah. least an episode or two. Mm-hmm. Did you get far enough into it to hear all of the different theme music that they have? Um, I've listened to, like, four or five episodes, so I've heard it, but I don't know if I could, like, tell you what, what, like, what is what specifically... So, like, they have their intro music, but then whenever they do their fan questions, they go to the Wayne Manor mailbox. Oh, have, okay, yeah, yeah. They have that theme music, which I f- think is sick. I <laughs> love, that, that's probably one of my favorite intros yeah. to any section of a podcast ever. Sorry to make you edit out so many bleeps into this one. Ah, oh, dude, I don't care. I think I'm at three. Based on my pre... I've said it before, I'll say it again. I'm going to cut myself at three. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, next time you and your uh, you and your band get together, just make us a little riff to do before different I th- segments. I think everything we've written since that song has been so much heavier that I don't know that it would work so well as a... Yeah, I mean, maybe not like your current <laughs> style, but like just, just do a little something. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, time to go to our fan mailbox. <laughs> 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 Anyhow, yeah, maybe time for Zane's maybe that comic won't corner. work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so I went and picked up books uh, like last Saturday, so it would be just over a week from when this will be posted, but just under a week from when we're recording. Okay. Um, and other than that, I have a couple other random books because I took a trip to Boston with Pierce and Keen and HB a couple weeks ago, so I picked up some comics there. So I'll talk about those. Uh, they're more quick ones, just because I haven't like done a whole lot. So I'll show you the cover, so you can see them, Jim. Uh, but the first one I picked up, just because the art was super cool, is this uh, Radio Spaceman. Hmm. I have not. I heard believe that it's illustrated by the people who did some of the original Hellboy stuff. I just like the art style, so I picked it up while I was looking for other stuff. Uh, okay. Yeah, I can I see got, it for sure. Um, the Revenge of the Cosmic Ghost Rider. Is that his newest re-premiere or? I really don't know, but it's a super, super dope number one book. Um, basically, the end of the book comes to a close by... So, um, th- for those of you that don't know, the Cosmic Ghost Rider is Frank Castle, who was the Punisher. Um, but he's like an old man as the Cosmic Ghost Rider. Isn't his original storyline that he becomes the Cosmic Ghost Rider and then goes back in time to kill baby Thanos but can't do it? It's not that one. That's not his first story? I think that is his first story, but this is... Uh, that's what I was saying, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, but what happens at the end of the book is he's traveled back in time to go visit his family's graves, and who does he meet there but Frank Castle? Interesting. So he's like, who the hell are you? Like, he's like, look, man, like, I'm not here to fight with you. Like, let's just get past this. So he kind of shows Frank what's up, and Frank's like, you better not ever come back here, or I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill you. And then he's like, all right, whatever. So he leaves. And that's kind of where the book leaves off. But super cool little number one. 
And then this one is called Star Wars Darth or Vader Down, and it was a Newberry exclusive uh, cover. Interesting. That was pretty cool. And it has one of my favorite panels of all Star Wars comics in it. So, like, Vader is walking through, like, this dusty valley, and so, like, he gets surrounded by rebel troops, and they're like, Vader, lay down your weapons, we have you surrounded! And he goes, all I am surrounded by is fear and dead men, and that's where the book ends. Is that a reprint, you said? It's just a, an exclusive cover, so, like, if you want to take a look at, like, what I'm... Oh, okay, I was gonna say, I've, I've fully seen... surrounded. I've seen that uh, panel before online yeah, I somewhere. Think that it's so sick so as soon as i was like i picked it up and i was flipping through it and i saw that i'm like well i gotta buy this so before you keep showing me do you want to read through the list just so people know what to expect for the rest of it and then okay, go through so, them yeah so what i've got is i've got a reprint of the amazing spider-man 238 which is the first appearance of the hobgoblin uh crimson rain darth vader which is the 21st in the current darth vader series i have moon knight number 10 Spider-Punk, number one, and Batman Beyond, Neo-Year, number one. Okay. Um, so, next, so this Amazing Spider-Man is... was just... This is just a reprint of the first appearance of Hobgoblin. I saw it on the shelf, and I'm like, damn, that's really cool. I'm going to pick that up. Um, oh, yeah, I remember, I remember you sending me a snap of that. That looks dope. That's one of the ones I haven't read yet, just because, like, I, it, it's a reprint, and it's not a series that I'm going to be able to read all conglomerately, so I'm just kind of like, it's just a cool pickup. Yeah, and the cover of that's basically, like, a picture of Spider-Man with, like, a very creepy-ass version of Hobgoblin creeping up behind him. Yeah. And, Um, like, in the class... Is that Kirby art? Um, I might be. I'm really not 100% sure. Probably. Doesn't say on the cover? No. Damn. It kind of looks like it. I wasn't positive, though. I would guess it's one of those classic Marvel artists... Then this next one is the Crimson Rain Vader story. Uh, so Crimson Rain is, um, it takes place in between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. And it is Kira from Solo and the Crimson Rain, or in the Crimson Dawn trying to take back their place in the galaxy as like the crime syndicate to be a part of. I was just about to say, yeah, I'm pretty sure that I knew, it, based on the title at least, what that was somewhat about. But yeah, that's cool. Um, but Vader is looking... So at the beginning of this Vader series, he runs into a group called the Amidalans, who is a group of rebels that fights for what Padme Amidala believed in. I was about to say, yeah, that sounds like Padme. Their leader being Saab, it's it's either Sabe or Sabe, I don't know how to say her name, who was a direct body double for Padme. So when you see her at first, it just looks like Padme. Um, she was in an episode of Clone Wars, right? Yes, she was. I thought so, yeah. Okay, that's... Based on the way you described it, that's the only reason I even am somewhat familiar with that. But and in she this was only issue in like, of she was only in like one episode, right? Yeah, she wasn't in a whole lot. And in this issue of Vader, he runs into her again, and they're going to be working together for the next couple books that I can tell. Oh wow, that's weird. That's yeah. weird for Vader. And to, to not immediately just choke force kill her <laughs> honestly <laughs> um but one one thing i do know that's not in this book but one of the books that's either like the next crimson rain like by itself or the next vader book is they do something and they're like walking back to the ship and he's like do you fear nothing woman and she's she's like no i don't fear anybody not even you and he's like well why don't you fear me she's like why would i be afraid of anakin skywalker oh damn 
Yeah, so I'm super excited to see where all that goes. Yeah, that's a tough line. <laughs> like, uh, that really dresses <laughs> Vader down quite a bit to just be yeah, like, dude. why would I be afraid of you? <laughs> I know who you are. Because, I mean, it, it really makes sense. If anybody's going to know about her, like Podman and Anakin, it would be her. If not, like, yeah. Obi-Wan, obviously, but... Yeah, but, yeah, for sure. Uh, next on the list is Moon Knight number 10, which has, like, some super dope cover art on it. What are those, like, swamp people? Yeah, I don't... The, the The cover art doesn't always have to do a whole lot with the book itself. Fair enough. Um, actually, um, I guess it does make sense. Not to interrupt what we're talking about, but something I think we should do as, like, a... Maybe it's, like, a solo tweet in addition to us posting about the episode is maybe you posting the covers of all these in a tweet. Oh, I can, I can definitely do that. I think that's a good idea. Um, so this whole book, this whole series, we've seen uh, Moon Knight and Mr. Knight running the Midnight Mission in New York, which is a place, it's, it's essentially a medical practice where he's trying to help people, but some of the people he's helping are like his people with him, but his mission has been burned down by the villain named Zodiac, who's super creepy. I don't like Zodiac at all. Is he anything related to the real life killer? It doesn't seem like it. But he is, like, a psychopath and, like, kind of beats the shit out of Moon Knight. Hmm. Interesting. I have not heard of this character. But while all this is... in, like, a season two or something. Yeah, but while all this is going on, the second fist of Khonshu shows up. Because what god only has one fist? Um, hmm. Like, a different Moon Knight? His name is Hunter's Moon... And his name in real life is, like, Dr. Bader, but I don't remember his first name. But he wears this super, super cool black suit. I'll send you a picture after we're done, just so you can understand what I'm saying. Yeah, that's um, interesting. I, I... So, really, <laughs> my only knowledge of Moon Knight, is in, in any media, I guess, that I've actually read is or, or seen is the show. Yeah. So, that that's, like, based around the parameters of the show set that's interesting yeah obviously the comics are different but and this is like a brand new addition to moon knight like this is brand brand new to all of Knight's lore so like even the second fist of conchu is not a thing that like has happened before now yeah yeah no i totally get it but they don't really it kind of of reminds me of like um like how danny rand has the the fists or whatever but then you also have like colleen wing and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whoever else. Yeah. But they, like, they don't really get along either. Like, Dr. Bader does not like Mark Spector at all. Interesting. But because they are technically brothers, because they are heirs of the same father, being Conchu, he helps right. him when he can. Because, like, Mark gets the shit beat out of him a couple times, and he stitches him up and wraps him up like a mummy and puts him in a sarcophagus until he feels better. <laughs> it's a weird form of regen. <laughs> that kind of reminds me like uh, like have you played Bioshock ever yeah so like you know how when you die in Bioshock you wake up in like the Vita tubes yeah it's like if they made a Moon Knight game anytime you die you just you wake, wake up, up in inside of a sarcophagus <laughs> that'd be dope <laughs> right <laughs> um, but in this issue uh, Moon Knight has started going to therapy not Mark Spector Moon Knight like full costume laying on the couch talking to the therapist sounds about right and he's 
it's kind of like flashing in between like where he's at right now and like little flashbacks to like stuff he had done like earlier that week. So, so um, for, forgive me again, <clears throat> based on the show being my only knowledge, is yeah. Moon Knight his own personality or is Moon Knight Mark or is Moon Knight mm, Conchu? As far as I'm aware, Mark is con- in control of Moon Knight. Okay. So Mark technically is the one in therapy, but it's Moon Knight who's going there. Gotcha. And while all of this was happening, there was a Hydra terrorist who broke out of jail. As there always is. Yeah, you know, how it goes. So he finds Mark at the Midnight Mission, well, Moon Knight at the Midnight Mission, and is like, hey, like, I need to talk to you. And they kind of get into, like, a fight, but it turns out his therapist that he's seeing is also that guy's therapist from when he was trying to get better, <laughs> but before they ultimately decided that like, he's too far gone and is thrown in prison. Jesus. Um, but then, like, they come to the conclusion that that therapist is actually somebody else who's... It's it's a really goofy name, but it's essentially like a Clayface-type character. Okay. And so Mark, <laughs> Mark, like, you know, subdues him how Noon Moon Knight always seems to do and just, like, chaotically does things until he wins. Sounds about right. <laughs> so then he traps him in a steel sphere that he welds shut and buries in concrete. Christ. And just puts a walkie-talkie in there. He's like, look, you and I need to have a chat. Yeah, how the hell are you going to get back to him if he ever needs it? How, how's he going to survive down there? <laughs> not important. <laughs> not relevant to the story. Okay. Moon Knight's not too worried about it. Gotcha. <laughs> but that's where the book kind of leaves off, is like Moon Knight's on his next mission to go figure out like what is going on. Sounds interesting. Uh, then Spider-Punk, number one. This is a limited-run book based on a Spider-Verse character. Yeah, I've heard of Spider-Punk. I didn't... I'm, I wasn't aware that he was ever going to get his own, you know, title, but that's cool. <laughs> it, it's just a little five-run, or five-issue run, so this is one of the five that will come out for it. Um, it's really weird, because, like, the whole universe is, like, the punk rock universe. The whole universe is? The whole universe is the punk rock universe. So all the superheroes are super, you know, we hate the government, anti-establishment, like punk rock, you know what I mean? But, like, it's a little bit on the nose at some points. Like, it's a little bit cheesy, but in, like, a really fun way. Like, on purpose. Yeah. So, like, his little group of Avengers is, it's Spider-Punk, Captain Anarchy, who is a rip-off, like, not a rip-off, but, like, a version of Captain America, and then um, Ironheart, actually, is their Iron Man. Oh, no shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they are fighting Craven and the Hunters, who are a radical Nazi group in New York. I didn't realize Craven was ever part of the Nazi organization, but okay. I don't know that Craven himself was, but this Craven is. Fair enough. Um, and this is not like Peter Parker either. This is a completely different Spider-Man. Oh, who's this? It's Hobart Brown. They call him Hobie. Okay. Interesting. I wonder if I would. I mean, I feel like this is kind of a softball, but I would imagine at some point potentially he ends up running into Peter Parker. I would imagine that, and I could really see if they want to do like we're getting another Into the Spider Verse movie. So like, this one is a no-brainer to me putting Spider-Punk in that movie. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, but no, it's a good book. It ends with ta- Taskmaster showing up to deal with them, and that's where the book stops. Um, <clears throat> I feel like this is worth mentioning. If if you haven't seen the thousands of memes about it so far, it, since you mentioned Taskmaster, and because we've talked about 
Moon Knight recently is just mm-hmm. that, uh, like, the thing about how Taskmaster doesn't like to Won't fight, fight Moon, Knight Moon Knight. I think that's Moon, amazing. Because Moon Knight would rather just take a blow than defend it. So, yeah. if Taskmaster were to fight the way Moon Knight does, he would probably die. So he just chooses not to. Yeah. And then the only other one I got is this uh, Batman Beyond Neo Year. Yeah, that's a pretty sick cover. And I haven't read this one yet either, so that's pretty much it, unless you want to talk about some of the stuff in, like, the previews, but there's, like, nothing crazy, like, no huge series announcements. The only one that I thought was worth mentioning, if, if you, I don't know if you'll post a picture of it with uh, the rest of the covers or not, was just that, that uh, Doom outfit that you sent me the other day. Oh, the Hellfire Gala? Oh my god, he looks so cool, he's so swag. Did I show you the Hellfire Gala book that I have? No. Okay, well, I will pull it out after we're done here and, like, send you some snaps from it. So, the Hellfire Gala is literally, like, the Oscars for X-Men. They all just get all spiffied up in their best clothes and then go have dinner. Is it an actual book, or is it just, like, pictures of them in their outfits, more or less? Um, this one seems to be, like, an actual number one, whereas last year it was a part of Free Comic Book Day, and it was just a little, like, free giveaway book. Yeah, that's what I thought. Pictures of them in the outfits. But this one seems to be an actual number one, based on what I can tell. So, like, there might actually be a story to go with it? Yeah. Other than that, um, Hulk and Thor are going to fight again soon in the Banner War. Interesting. Did you hear the rumors about the uh, World War Hulk movie in the MCU? I have heard about that. I don't know how much credibility it has, but, like, I mean, I'd I'd be up for it. Me neither, but, yeah, same. Other than that, Miles Morales is getting so many comic books. Yeah, I saw like him as Captain America and What If. And... So they're they're doing it's not What If, it's Miles Morales What If. So it's only Miles Morales storylines. Oh, that's weird. They're doing Wolverine, Captain America. There was another one too. There are, there are a couple that like are super like they look cool, but I just don't know how many of them they're gonna do. Yeah, that's strange. <clears throat> And they announced um, Miles Morales and Moon Girl. Do you know anything about her? Um, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, right? Yep, so it's Miles, Moon Girl, and the Devil Dinosaur in their own little series. Hmm. I don't know much about her specifically or what she does. I just know that she rides around with a red dinosaur. So, as strange as it sounds, she's the smartest human being alive. Okay. And that's pretty much her thing. Is like She is just so smart. And also just chills with a dinosaur? Yeah. Interesting. They have this goofy series called Clobberin' Time, which is the thing and the Hulk running together. Interesting. <laughs> Sounds awful. Um, <laughs> and this is for, like, this is the June preview, so how it is is, like, I picked this up a week ago, and these are the books that'll come out in June, so I had to put in, like, pre-orders and stuff. Right. So a lot of it is, like, um, they have, like, their Marvel Voices, which is for Pride Month, so it'll be a lot of their LGBTQ heroes and characters like that getting their own little spin-off books. Gotcha. And then, oh, the new, do you know who the new Fantastic Four are? They've um, done a run once before with them. I don't think so. It's, uh, so it's Ghost Rider, Wolverine, Spider-Man, and the Hulk. Weird. No, I And they're getting another, another reboot of that little run as well. Huh. That's a I'll weird be- combination. Right? It's very, very weird. There's just, there's a lot of books in here. There's a lot of stuff Marvel's working on. Because they do all the Star Wars books as well. Like, that's all Marvel. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, here it is. Miles Miles Morales. What if is Thor? That's that's the new one they put in this book. That was gonna be my guess, but it just seemed too obvious. It looks really cool. Uh, that one I'm definitely I'm gonna try and pick up all of them when I see them, but it just depends, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um. Other than that, in the DC one, there's a lot less because they focus on one big thing. So, like, the Justice League is dead in current DC continuity. I remember you talking about that, yeah. They killed um, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, The Flash, Batman, Martian Manhunter, um, Jon Stewart's Green Lantern, Green Arrow, Black Canary, Hawk Woman, or Hawk Girl, I don't know which. And then, so what's left of the League is just... Um, Nightwing, uh, Hal Jordan, Superboy, uh, the Robins, and Shazam. Hmm. But I sent you that big piece that's, like, the fold-out where, like, you can see that, like, there's gonna be more than just them having to deal with it. Like, the Dark Side is on the cover, and Deathstroke is on the cover. Yeah, I remember so you like sending their... me the pictures about that, and I definitely, like, I haven't read anything current DC in quite a while, and that makes me kind of want to jump in, because that sounds like a very interesting storyline if they're going to go well, that it starts route. In it starts in June, so find a local store and just tell them you want to start a poll list, and that's that's how you get started. <laughs> and then from there, it's a slippery slope of walking in there every week and finding a bunch of shit yeah. you want to read. That's what I was about to say. That sounds like a slippery slope, because <laughs> I definitely know a local store that I could go to, but... <laughs> Other than that, um, they're announced, they announced a Black Adam series, which makes sense with the movie coming out. Yeah, probably, at that point, it sounds like it might even be one of those, like, prequel series that they do. Yeah. And even then, um, DC as well has, like, their DC Pride book that'll be, I assume, a one-off for them for Pride Month, but I really don't know. They've done longer runs and stuff like that. I would imagine, And they probably, have a bunch yeah. of variant covers for different characters and stuff like that that all look pretty cool. Cool. Other than that, um... That's really everything. I know that they have a vampire hunting series that they're working on that Damien is, like, a big part of. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, I don't, I I don't say, remember. Yeah, I was going to say, honestly, that sounds like a good kind of point to wrap up to me. Yeah, absolutely. But that's all my comics for the week, and this will probably be a less frequent segment, like, probably every two weeks, maybe once a month, just depends when I have the time and money to go pick up the books that I got. Yeah, and I definitely, I, I think that's a, a cool segment to do, like you said, at least like once a month, if that, you know. Yeah. Just to see what's up in the comics sector of the world. Absolutely. Because they are something that absolutely, like, drives my entertainment. Like, I love reading comics. I have since I was a little kid, so this is just, you know, a lot of fun to talk about them, too. Yeah, for sure. And, like, even if I don't read them, like, I still, like, I think it's interesting to hear about them, especially from, you know, if we're going to do it on the air, you know, might as well. Yeah, that, and I mean, like, they pull stuff from more recent books lately in movies anyway. I mean, Gore the God Butcher, who's in Thor, Love and Thunder, is, like, not even a ten-year-old villain. Like... Yeah, and I mean, neither is Miss Marvel, right? Like, she's 10, 15 years yeah, old, if Yeah, and I... Miles only came out in, like, 2014 or 15, like... Yeah, yeah, so... A lot of these know. newer characters are gaining ground real quickly, so, I mean, we could see a lot of some of these storylines come to fruition in some way, shape, or form. And, I mean, Naomi on, I mean, I know this is a CW show, but, like, that's a newer character, too. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> but, yeah, for sure. I, I definitely am excited to keep that on the board Yeah. for things to talk about. Um, but we got, I mean, a lot of stuff coming up, coming out we're going to cover. So, like, we'll do a season 
wrap up for Moon Knight for Young Justice, a review for Strange when that comes out. Uh, Star Wars Day is right around the corner, so I'd love to record a Star Wars episode for that because that is yeah before Obi Wan comes out. Well, even like for Star Wars Day, like just to have like on May the fourth, you know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like we could do that one, and at that point, that would come out probably right before Obi Wan comes out. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But yeah, guys, I mean, if you like what you listen to, you can follow us at Nonsense Nerds on Twitter. And uh, give, give us, us a five-star five review. review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or on Anchor if you're listening on there. Um, we do the Spotify questions. I'm not sure what our most recent one was, but if you want to answer that, I'm sure we'll talk about it. <laughs> if anyone answers it, we will talk about it. Absolutely. And then, like, the Comics Corner also gives me a little bit of a plug. Like, I want to find number ones that I'm interested in reading and pick up a second one to eventually give away on air to anybody who is interested. We just have to figure out how to structure the giveaway. Yeah, for sure. We, like, once we start getting people more interested, we definitely want to start doing giveaways and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and if you like listening to my voice specifically, you can also, and Zane's voice, because he's on the most recent one, um, you can listen to Class Tax Radio, my other podcast. Um, we just did a drunk cast game where we all got drunk. Pierce and, and Tarot and all those yeah. guys. Oh, yeah, for sure. But we yeah, appreciate um, you sticking with us, and we will talk to you next time on Mostly Nerdy Nonsense. <laughs> <laughs>